Hello, I'm Tony Davitt and you're very welcome along to the fifth episode of The Bridge, a Cisco and Exert's podcast. I'm Head of Technical Strategy for Cisco Ireland and Scotland and I'll be your host for these podcasts. Over the course of the series, we've been exploring a variety of teams that represent some of our key strategic pillars and look at how these impact our customers and the wider business world. You'll hear from a wide range of guests who will share their expert knowledge and their insights as to how technology represents a bridge to the future of business and beyond. Each month, we'll host a panel discussion on a topic in hand, and then we'll wrap up with a final segment, Technology Bites, featuring another guest who can offer deeper technical analysis for us on the challenges and innovations that our team represents. In the previous podcast, we've discussed areas such as end-to-end security and the future of work and optimised applications. But in today's episode, we're looking at the rise of remote workers, coupled with the growing push of company data and infrastructure into the cloud, which prompted Gartner in 2019 to define a new approach to networking and security called Secure Access Service Edge, or SASE. Gartner considers SASE security and networking to be a vision of a future secure networking model for enterprises to strive for. It is not currently a reality for any vendor. Today, SASE is best represented by the convergence of cloud-managed SD-WAN and cloud-delivered security. For most businesses, moving to a SASE model will be a gradual process as IT rethinks how to connect a remote workforce to the distributed information resources they need. There will also likely be an increasing demand for as-a-service procurement models that offer more flexibility. So for today's episode, we are happy to welcome Yuval Yatskan, Senior Director of Solutions and Product Marketing for Secure Access Service Edge at Cisco. Welcome Yuval and thank you for joining us. The purpose of today is to cover some of the basics of what SASE is and specifically what it means for our customers in the SMB market, why it's important and what is Cisco's offering in this space. So Yuval, thank you very much for joining us today. So let's start off. What exactly is SASE? So before we start with what SASE is, I'd like to say what SASE is not because it actually did start with a term coined by Gartner, I believe in August, 2019 by Neil McDonald's and a few other, and it stands for Secure Access Service Edge. But to understand what it is, as I said, I mean, I think it's important to understand what it is not first. So it is not like people think it's just a bunch of technologies put together, not just in the cloud. It's what it is, is really a, a convergence of both networking and security into a single Cloud deliver service. That's what it, it stands at. It stands for. It's about creating these experiences in a place where you have hypermobile workforce that the experience has to be consistent on whatever device they work, wherever they are, into whatever application they connect, whether that's in the cloud, public applications, private applications, etc. So I think that that's that's pretty much kind of like the, the framework of it. But if we want to go a tiny bit into the details. It includes two main pieces. One is the network, which is the, the, the SD1, the, the software-defined one. And the other is the cloud security. And the main pillars there are firewalls and service, CASP, SWIG, Zero Trust. And just to, to allow a bit of the, the acronym, so SWIG, we talk about Secure Web Gateway. CASP is Cloud Access Security Broker. And as I mentioned, ZTNA, Zero Trust Network Access. So that's pretty much what, what 
SaaS is today. And I think it's, it's a very exciting journey for, for many organizations. You mentioned zero trust there, actually, and I fully get the world is moving to that type of model on a complete basis within security. But specifically around uh, what you just talked about there from SWIG, SD1, zero trust network, bringing all that together in, on, into SASE. Why is, why is SASE important, though, to customers? So with uh, the pandemic that, that started, and I hope it's about to be done a couple of years ago, we saw some interesting transitions that have been accelerated because of it. They already were happening, but I think the, the pandemic accelerated most of them. And in an era where a lot of people found themselves working from home, being extremely mobile, talent is pretty much everywhere, and business had to shift priorities very quickly, that put a lot of burden into existing traditional models where the network had to be, or the traffic had to be routed to a data center, and then from their back hall to whatever the application were, was. And uh, that put a lot of, of burden on, on, on organization, both in terms of networking and security. And that called for two main things to, to be rethought. One is, is a network transformation, and the other is a security transformation. And then obviously how to bind them together in such a way it's going to be manageable because the multitude of technologies that are required to maintain this are just too, too much in a traditional model. And thinking in this new reality, we have broader attack surfaces, more attack vectors. As I mentioned, a plethora or period of, of vendors that, that need to be managed. And, and this, is, this is really tough. And as we don't see the, the reality coming back to what it was, it's actually going to probably continue this way and now, even further, with the imminent return to the offices, I envision a reality where probably people would work a couple of days from, from the office at the re remainder from home. That true hybrid model where you still have to have the secure connectivity experience in a ubiquitous way, that's, that is a challenge that SAS is trying to address. Actually, just something that, that you said there, one thing that really resonated with me, I heard, I think it was Chuck Robbins say it at Cisco Live, was we need to remove the burden of complexity from IT organizations within companies. Um, okay. I, I, I just think that's a really, really, really good way of actually phrasing what we're trying to do here and what we need to be doing across the board of all our portfolio, in fact, not just across SASE, but absolutely within. So maybe just switching a little bit, just in terms of, you know, what customers are using SASE for, what are the major use? cases that we see for SASE? So the way we, we envision the use cases are in two categories, two main categories. One is secure remote worker, which we're talking about connecting users from anywhere to applications, and then secure edge, which is connecting campus branches and sites. And we also extend this to also include offices and, and internet of things and operational technologies into, again, similar applications. And maybe I think the way for me to envision this is more like a matrix. So you think of connecting users, and this could be both a managed or unmanaged device into web applications, and this could be sanctioned or unsanctioned, commercial SaaS applications, so think of like say Salesforce, for example, or Microsoft 365, and the private applications as well. And then again, branches, we, we talked about that, the similar destinations of, of applications, but those may look a bit different. Like for example, if you think about a use case in the secure edge, let's say that I'm driving a Tesla and the Tesla has to absorb some telemetry. So that's going to be its version of a commercial SaaS application, if you will. So it's kind of like an IoT digesting data. So these are some use cases, but as I said, I mean, like they fall into these two main categories of secure remote worker and secure edge. Well, I am interested in 
you know, what, what are we at Cisco actually doing and, and how are we structured our offering to our customers around SaaS? Yeah, I, I love this question. So I want to start by maybe outlining our philosophy. So where I think Cisco takes things uniquely is we, we're playing to our strength and our strength have been for the past three decades. I'm very glad to say that we've been a trusted partner to organizations and have been securing a high percent of the future 100 companies. We have the largest SD1 market share, and we have really, I think, an unmatched array of secure connectivity solutions and options. And that type of vantage point allows us, I think, to really strive to deliver the most comprehensive, experience-first SASE platform. And what that means is that eventually we break this into two subcases. The one is we deliver with Cisco Plus Secure Connect now, and it is a unified turnkey offer. It's targeted towards organizations with what we call like a lean IT organization that you look into optimize time to value and configure and deploy as fast as possible to really get all these outcomes that the SASE provides. It's built on top of Meraki's technology and obviously leverages the goodness of, of our other products. And then for the larger enterprises, those that want a more custom approach to SASE, really want to transition gradually into the cloud, etc. We have what we called fondly the a la carte, but essentially we talk about the core secure connectivity technologies. And these include obviously our SD1 solutions, so Meraki and, and uh, Tela. But also the cloud security, so we're talking about Umbrella and Duo. But where I think Cisco goes the extra mile, we also broaden the definition and also include their solutions like Talos, the largest threat intelligence solution, and Thousandize that delivers cloud internet intelligence. And I think this type of custom approach allows for organization not to rather rip and replace what they have, but rather tailor their 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 journey. As, as it fits to them. And I think between these two approaches, uh, we find most of the use cases that we can serve in, in one way or another. And we're keeping accelerating the integration between these two pieces and also among the, the, the core components they mentioned. I'm glad you mentioned Talos there, actually, because I think actually Talos is a key aspect of all our security solutions. We actually had a previous podcast a while back where Martin Lee from Talos joined us for our conversation around end-to-end -end security. So good to hear Talos is also integrated fully into our SASE offerings. One one final question I have, Yuval, for you, and I know we didn't agree this one, but where do you see SASE going in the future? Yeah, I mean, I think this is, this is a beautiful question. I recently have come across the paper by... Gartner, and they termed a new term called CASI. So it's very similar, just like CASI. It stands for something else, I think, compound applications, etc. But what it is in its essence is going beyond SASE into really more the realm of operational technologies and IoT. And how do you make the secure connectivity a much broader, broader ecosystem? Personally speaking, I, I also think that we're not going back to a full time at the office. It's going to be a hybrid model. And with more complex topologies, more devices, I think that they can think of other technologies like, like wearable devices and uh, machine learning. So for example, just to give like concrete anecdote, 
let's say that you have an application that monitors your health and can recommend either med medical treatments or anything like that, or, or sends uh, information to your insurance company. I know it's a bit Orwellian, but bear with me for a second. That type of, of connectivity and data would require, obviously, both different levels of security and connectivity. And I think that's kind of the extension of this like SASE model. So in a way, it's really more taking this philosophy and apply it to more use cases that we can't really envision today. Some of them sound like far future, but I really think that if something that the, the couple of years, the last couple of years have told us is that things can sometimes accelerate much, much faster than we think. I think that brings us to the close of this fourth section of the podcast today. Yuval, I just want to thank you so much for your insights and knowledge around Secure Access Serves Edge. You can find out how to keep up with Yuval's work on our show notes. And while you're there, why not look and subscribe to the series too? But I think that brings us to a close of the first section of the podcast today. Yuval, thank you so much for your insights and knowledge on Secure Access Service Edge. You can find out how to keep up with Yuval's work in our show notes. And while you're there, why not like and subscribe to the series? As always, at this point in the show, it's time for Technology Bites, where we'll be getting a deep dive into our topic from a technical perspective. Joining me today is Niall Lynch, who is the PSS for Enterprise Networks for Ireland and Scotland. Niall, you're very welcome to the show. So to listen, we'll just jump straight into it, Niall. What exactly does SASE mean for networking going forward? Wow, well, that's a really interesting question to, to begin with. So I think fundamentally, SASE will drive a most likely an accelerated shift in traditional network design from a more centralised topology uh, to a distributed one. So if you think about facilitating local breakout to the internet and cloud services, and, you know, already we've seen traffic flows have pretty much inverted. So in the past, we've seen about 20% of traffic going external to an organization. And that's that's basically inverted. And we have 80% of traffic now going external with the explosion of cloud and the internet usage. But this shift in network redesign has its obstacles. So if you think about the agility and the flexibility in digitizing business operations, that's going to present challenges when users are, are now demanding to connect to, you know, connect remotely from anywhere over any network on any device to applications and cloud services that are pretty much distributed across public and private clouds. So there's concerns and questions on how to manage the complexities, the cost and security exposures when shifting to a truly distributed network design and operation has meant we still see the inefficiencies of a centralized network design today, where all the traffic is pretty much backhauled via HQ, you know, HQ or a large branch. So I believe SASE will change this situation to what degree and how fast has yet to be seen, but much like what we're seeing with intent-based networking or software-defined access and what that does on the local area network, SASE will provide a path for organisations to address a lot of these complexity, cost and security challenges. So if you think about SASE, it'll provide anywhere connectivity, always on cloud security and an improved worker experience no matter where they work, simply by consolidating network and security services in the cloud Thanks very much for that very clear answer there. One thing I actually talked about Yuval earlier on was actually, you know, we for too long we've pushed complexity onto IT organisations. Um, and I think, you know, part of SASE, as you said, really is that simplification of mm -hmm. networking and security together, I think is really, really key. You, Yuval actually earlier mentioned two key approaches for SASE, secure remote worker and secure edge. Mm -hmm. Can you perhaps maybe just take a few moments to elaborate a little bit further and maybe highlight some of the key differences from a practical perspective? Well, let's look at secure remote worker first. So basically, this is where the primary need 
is to securely connect users from off the corporate network remote locations to their applications and data that can be located anywhere. You need end-to-end -end control and visibility to do this effectively. And key aspects to consider in the solution would be, for example, device security posture and multi-factor authentication. So the three A's, your, your authorization, your authentication, your authorization, then accounting for your activities and movements when on the network. DNA security web security, firewalling, and of course, intrusion detection and prevention, and cloud access security brokerage as well. So there's a, there's a lot of security activities and services that are involved. And backed up by Talus as well, of course. And backed up by, yeah, quite uniquely, yeah. if you think about the power and the reach of Talus and, and the knowledge and the built up insights, threat defense system, of course. The practical elements to assess would also include the number of remote users, where these users are going to be located typically. Do you have private applications based on private data centers or you know, infrastructure as a service and so on? So a lot to consider when trying to facilitate what I guess has been unprecedented changes in terms of remote working. For Secure Edge, the primary focus is typically on connecting your site securely, basically. So that's head office, branches, the data center and private cloud to applications and data anywhere. And many of the same security aspects considered uh, would be consistent with those in the, in the secure remote worker solution. But importantly, Secure Edge includes an SD-WAN element, which brings integrated security, a service level agreement based routing, application optimization and centralized management. And some questions you might consider as well is, you know, how are your sites currently connected? Do you have WAN routing or segmentation or specific physical WAN connection requirements? So SD-WAN plays a huge part in, in the Secure Edge aspect to SASE. Great. Thanks, Noel. Well, one thing actually I just want to consider, like I mentioned at the very, very start that Gardner coined this term uh, SASE in 2019. And I think it's an evolving story, if you like, that, you know, we yes, we have solutions here today for, for SMB customers, enterprise customers and so forth. But as it evolves, what would you, what would you see as being important for SASE? I think end-to-end um, -end visibility. So it's, it's one thing having certain services available to you in the cloud, but that connectivity, you know, the middle element, the, the, you know, the last mile and so on, how, what type of visibility can you have when things are not going the way they should? So the user experience, there could be any number of multiple providers involved, you know, in a single service being delivered to a remote user or a user on your corporate LAN. So visibility, end-to-end -end visibility, I think simple licensing and a simple way to either, and flexibility to either switch on certain parts of a SASE portfolio or perhaps even a, a full turnkey solution straight away perhaps for a greenfield site so simplicity is going to be key and obviously that end-to-end -end visibility and of course you know statement of the obvious but the the security aspects and the network aspects that SASE basically consolidates my, my last question that i have in this area is i suppose just to maybe clarify for some customers obviously sd-wan is part of our SASE solutions mm -hmm. um, but within sd-wan we have a, a couple of offerings you know because we cater for all size of customer do you okay. want to just maybe elaborate on that for some of our listeners yeah absolutely so sd-wan of course it's uh, it's not new it's not new to the market and it's, it's been around a number of years at this stage but from a cisco perspective again choice and you know various different options for customers given their circumstances is, is always is always paramount so we have the meraki option which again would would suit perhaps requirements where you know there's a full branch it stack so you know wan lan and security through a single management platform a single cloud management platform customers may have lean it staff with minimal experience managing a secure wan environment so again very very applicable for that type of circumstances the customer's priorities perhaps are you know ease of management total cost of ownership savings security of course and sd wan capabilities in that single 
platform. But then there's the, the Viptela option as well, which again offers uh, you know, customers that bit more in terms of features and addresses a bit more complexity. Well, Noel, that sounds like an area that will only continue to grow and evolve. I'd like to thank you for joining me here today on the Technology Bytes section. That's a wrap for episode five of The Bridge. Please make sure to subscribe now to be notified of new episodes. And why not go back and have a listen to episodes one, two, three and four. We'll be back next month with another great lineup for you. We hope you'll join us.